Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. So we are here with Owen Felsinger, the solutions architect at Meta. And uh, we have gone through some of the questions and the troubleshooting that he's done, working with small and mid-sized businesses for Cappy Gateway, as well as Conversions API. And we're going to be talking a little bit deeper into the metaverse. I think Dukasam is going to dive deep headfirst into the metaverse. He's got his goggles on. He's just going to go like right in there. And uh, we're going to start buying stuff. We're going to start buying real estate with Owen live on the air here, I believe, and a bunch of NFTs. No, actually, we're not. But (laughs) (laughs) with with meta coupons, that would be great. We'll dive a little bit deeper versus itself right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So, Owen, don't let anything out of the don't let the cat out of the bag if you're not allowed to. But I'm just curious. Metaverse. When do we get to run ads? Yeah. If I could let, I don't know any cats in the bag. So I got, you know, I'm sure there'll be a time. I think the metaverse is a very early conceptual idea that you see some of the basics come through, like the, the meta quest. Now I would, you know, if you, if you haven't take, want to take a step into VR and, and see what the metaverse is like, the quest 
is a really good, I was, you know, a bit skeptical myself before I got one, but it is a good, as in somebody who emigrated from the UK to here, it's a really good way for me to keep up in touch with my friends back in London. But it, it, I'm sure there'll be a time, you know, already sponsored ads within the, the Quest store. I guess that's not really a, a you know, display ad, but it's, it's on the way. It's, uh, it's one step, one step closer. I, that. So, well, I mean, there, nobody spends billions of dollars on R&D, you know, technology acquisition, monetizing it. Like there's, there's a monetization opportunity somewhere. And it, the thing that excites me about the metaverse is, is it changes what advertising is, you know, like right now, no matter how, no matter how elegant it gets, I'm just taking my picture and I'm putting it in your frame with meta. We're talking about like, you know, virtual product placement, but on a, on a whole other level, on a meta level, no pun intended. I'd be really excited to see how that ends up manifesting and, and who drives it. Because of course there's going to be the meta provided advertising mechanism or whatever, but meta is also going to be, and I'm not, I, I used the word open source earlier, Owen, when you and I spoke offline and, and that's not the right word. Meta is not an open source piece, but it's a, what would you call it? Like an open framework, like other people are allowed to build in the metaverse, right? Yeah, I, I think it's like, you, I guess you had to take a conceptual step back about what the metaverse actually is. First of all, I guess just because we renamed ourselves meta, I'm, yeah, I'm not a company spokesperson, but well, you know, sort of am enough, but it's not, it's, it's a concept of an open world where you, you know, you can kind of build whatever you do. It's a way to communicate with people and it's going to take a lot of input from various companies around the world that all going to build separate parts and competing parts of infrastructure for them. So it's not just one thing that's owned by Meta. It's a collective kind of build. If you think about, you know, like windows, for example, as an operating system, wouldn't be very much use if you could just go into windows and there'd be nothing there. You have to have the tools and, you know, if it's like office and games and all of the other things that filter onto these platforms which are built by loads of different companies to actually make it function. Metaverse is always like, you know, we, I think we talked about real estate as well, just going into, you know, an open world and start building different stores and, you know, building a billboard, I suppose you could have a billboard there and then you sell an ad on the billboard. That's going to work. I mean, it's such, it's such a, you know, this, like you said, it's billions of dollars in R and D. It's going to take time for that to come to fruition. To see some of the early stages of growth here, it's, it's something that I'm really excited about. Have have you yeah, been in the metaverse yet, Kasim? Sounds like Owen obviously has. He's He's got his Oculus Quest 2. Yeah. I have not. No. I know, Ralph, you got one for every member yeah. of your family, right? Yeah. We yeah we we had a uh, a virtual paintball fight like many times when the kids were home for for vacation. It was it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. And I was sitting there getting shot up by my 21 year old incessantly because i couldn't but i was just looking around looking for ad space like it was everywhere like there could be you know there, there could be ads all over the place product placements as we went into rooms i, I was thinking obviously i lost many many times because i was thinking like a marketer but it's like it's right there you know what i mean especially i mean inside games that's a specific game did we go outside of that not really, because we're side of the equation. But yeah, uh, we actually gave every tier 11 customer an Oculus Quest 2. And we've gotten from them too. They're like, this is absolutely incredible. So uh, it's definitely there. I don't know what, I know it's like an aggregation really of tech titans to all come together and make it all work in a pseudo open source platform. I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to work. 
And will all those tech titans actually sort of talk to each other and cooperate in this new reality? I guess it worked for the internet, but that was started by the government, I suppose. Well, that's the problem, right? Because Meta owns the metaverse. And, and oh, and I realize that I'm putting you on the spot here, but if I were on one of these other trillion dollar brands, why on earth would I want to contribute to their, what would you say, their beachhead, their technical beachhead? Like, I'd rather go create my own. And now you've got the VHS versus beta thing. And we have to see like, okay, what piece of hardware am I going to buy? Which one's going to come out on top and why? And there's always really interesting reasons for that. Like VHS won because of porn. Beta was, That's I don't know right, if you, yeah. have you heard this story, Rob? Beta was, beta was a better technology. Beta was a better technology all the way around. VHS was adopted by the porn industry because it was easier to record onto a VHS tape. And so all of a sudden it became the more prolific piece of, of technology. So it makes you wonder like what else is going to come out and then and then how is it we're going to decide who the winner is i think that's so exciting but it's also going to get pretty bloody you know and meta has a huge leg up because they were first to market but but the first to market always takes the bullet from an r&d perspective they paid a ton of money to be the brave ones and god bless them for doing it to step up and say like okay this is what we think it is but you know if you if you start to build it the wrong way you're headed in the wrong direction or whatever somebody else gets to come up and, and now kind of capitalize on on that 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 knowledge capital that you've just given to the world. I guess the benefit that Facebook has is they can just buy anything, right? Like that's sort of the direction that everything's headed is just snap up all the, the new and emerging tech. So that'll be exciting to see too. Well, I, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of room to carve out in in what the metaverse is. I think that's such a, because it's such a, I guess like, I would say poorly defined, but broadly defined term at the moment of what it actually means. There's so many different avenues that companies can take to get into that space. I mean, and it, it depends what you really call, what is the metaverse? You know, is, is it just a concept of an open world should you go in? Is there lots of different open worlds that collaborate? Is it, you know, is it, if you, you know, we have like competitors already on the, the VR front, if you look at make obviously the, the name of the, the headset, but I think they were the little first. No, can anybody else can either. Oh, and that's the thing is you guys kind well, of own it now, right? Like you're, one you're of the big the... first in there. Yeah. But maybe you have an app on the quest. that's also an app on, on a, a valve product. And then you can use both of those headsets to go into the same world. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like a PlayStation yeah. and Xbox thing. And now it's like, we're, we're playing the same game, exactly, but using yeah. different maybe devices. Maybe you have a pair of like AR glasses, you know, Microsoft make the HoloLens, oh, HoloLens or HoloLens, however you pronounce it. Those glasses you put on and you, you know, if you augmented reality instead of a, a virtual reality, and then maybe that plays a place into tying your own world or the real world into, into the metaverse as well. So there's, there's so many different avenues that companies can carve out and it will play out interesting that, you know, there's always going to be competition and competition drives innovation, right? So the competition and, and, you know, hopefully it's not my blood spill, but we'll see how it goes. And uh, like you said, there is a big risk going in first, but in a, I know the company has a lot of in and some of the things we've seen so far are, are really interesting and I, uh, I hope to see them come to fruition. Is it fair to say that the iOS 14 update accelerated the release of the metaverse? I honestly have no idea. I don't know when, when Meta acquired Oculus. I think it was before, you know, well before that. I think, I think it's been a long-term vision mm -hmm. for, for a long time, trying to, to kind of figure out what that actually means and what that looks like. It's really changed anything from that side of view. It's been to explore iOS 14 or, or really any changes in the, in the, I guess the, the browser ecosystem, if you like, or. Even mobile, you know, one of the things that this gets compared to is the move from desktop to mobile in the first place and kind of the, how Apple and along mobile internet to the market is, this is kind of another phase, you know, moving on to the metaverse and looking at that. So I don't think it really accelerated things, but 
it's certainly something else to to focus on now yeah yeah so i think the move to mobile was something of a disconnect in a lot of ways you know you're, you're and, and i think the, the the specific context is really important you're not sitting in a chair you're not sitting in front of a desk you're not sitting in front of a screen you're out in the world and you have this this device with you and it's accessible when you want it to want it to be um vr is interesting because like you have stepped entirely into the digital world you're you're encumbered by the physical world only in, in the, the constraints. I don't know what the impact of that is going to be. You know, like parts of it scare me. I'm a dad. Parts of, you know, it scares me for my kids to think about how addicting could that possibly be? You mentioned earlier, like, well, you, you, you qualified a statement you made and said, I guess the real world. But I wonder, what is the real world? Why, why is it that we're, why is it that a relationship that you have with somebody online is any different than a relationship you have with somebody face-to-face? You and I right now are talking over a digital platform and I can see your face and you can see my face. And I realize that there's nuances to that that would be different if we were face-to-face, but I wonder how important those nuances are and you know, wh- whether or not we're not giving enough credit to some of what the digital world can create. And I feel like Meta is going to be the very first step in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in, in many ways, you know, the pandemic accelerated that view to like a virtual environment if you like it you know what you and i are doing is just talking over a, a conference right but it's still a, a lot more virtual than you know who, who, i don't know if you did pre, pre-pandemic if you'd have guests in person or down at a radio station or whatever it might be but um i think it's definitely highlighted some of the the ways that a virtual environment can help and i like like i said like being in it being an immigrant into this country being able to kind of do things with people at home you know it isn't real world it isn't the same yet maybe it never will be i think it's you know i don't think it's a a thing personally at least where i might have a friend down the road and i'm going to put my quest on to go and do something with them i probably do go and see them right like i don't think that it's not a replacement for real life but it you know we're increasingly a globalized society in a globalized world and and we know people all over the world and the reality is we can't just Teleportation is probably a lot further away than a metaverse. Do some of those things with other people right now, or at least in the coming future is, you know, hopefully will encourage a lot of people to, to have a look at what it can offer. Sure. Yeah. It will, it will become sort of something that's normalized. And at, at the moment, it still has some of those stigmas attached from virtual world is and, you know, the stigmas that get associated to that. Yeah, I'm I'm as excited about AR as I am VR. It feels like it won't be quite as intrusive. It's almost, you know, forgive me the term, but it's like the gateway drug. You know, if we can get people using augmented reality and, and they start to see the, all the utilitarian value, which would be immense, you know, I mean, like you could stop effectively all car crashes with AR, right? I don't know what it is. I think 30 or 40,000 people uh, a year die in the United States because of car crashes. And, you know, obviously there's like vehicles and all those things, but until we get there, which is also being held back by people, not technology. AR could, could you know, identify and, and how, like there's just so much that can be done. And I think that that could be a really important stepping stone. It's actually interesting that VR seems to be a little bit more accessible. And, and obviously maybe because a lot of the moves that Meta made, VR seems to be far more accessible than AR. You almost think it would have gone the other way. Yeah, I think in some ways it comes down to probably the hardware aspects. AR, you know, I think at the moment you kind of have to use your phone for the most part, right? You're, you're kind of using your phone, using the camera and you have all the, you know, phones have immense power these days and you can see things through your phone screen that get augmented into that reality, but it's not really that immersive, right? It's, it's, it's cool and it's something interesting, 
but it's not like you have still to look through your phone, which is still a relatively small screen to actually see that. Yeah. What we needed is remember old Google goggles. I, I never actually used them, but like it was the first view of what that might be. And, you know, we have even something similar in like the Ray-Ban stories, right? The, the kind of glasses with, it's much more, not really an AR product, but the kind of first concept, you know, of having cameras there, which you can record what's going on at the moment and record things as they happen from your viewpoint. And I, and I think just that if you look at a Quest headset, it's still to get that level of detail into a very small set of glasses. And, and I think that's, you know, what, what mm. the R&D is and we'll see how that goes. But I believe like the volume of opportunities that are in the space, there's so many different avenues that companies could go down and how they want to innovate. There will be a lot of competition, but there will also be a lot of things for people to do. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. You know, obviously for, from a technological perspective, just I want to I want to experience what the world is like when it has, because we've been teasing it for, you know, decades and longer. Sci-fi movie ever made has some element of it infused. But I'm excited about it as an advertiser too, because I, I think that it'll be, it'll be a complete change of context. And anytime you have a complete change of context like that, it, it, there's so much opportunity for the smaller business, which is where my passion lies. You know, you usurp all of the ingrained players, the people that kind of own the space, and you now have like this, this blue ocean, this really fertile ground for someone to step in and, you know, be creative. And, and there's going to be a lot of new and early risers, which will be fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I think that's what Meta does a good job at today, actually, is just making a lot of advertising products easy to use for, for smaller advertisers, right? And like allowing them to get into the space of competing with like you said, it will be another opportunity for, for advertisers and companies to get into that space before anybody else does. I mean, it's, again, you, you mentioned the, the risk for, for Meta getting involved in that in the first place, it'd be a risk for any advertisers, but, mm -hmm. it's, but it, you know, it seems like certainly a, a big part of the future and getting in there earlier rather than later is, is well, hopefully we'll, we'll pay dividends. Oh, and you're awesome, man. You're a lot of fun to talk to. I appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, yeah, I hope we... The metaverse stuff is, is really interesting. I wish I, I wish I knew more about it and I wish I could speak, but it's one of those things that I guess is so, so in development, so, so new that we'll, we're all still getting used to it. But um, at least the conversions API is something I still live and breathe every day. <laughs> and, I, and I will live and breathe it pretty much for, for many days to come. So hopefully we also manage to get some answers to, to your listeners' questions as well. No, you did a great job. I think, you know, brought a lot of value to a lot of people. Appreciate having you on too. Absolutely. I know you're busy. So thank you for taking the no, time. Likewise. Here. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant, and he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. 
if you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5x your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Is your business not spending tens of thousands of dollars per month on social ads, but you really want a top-tier agency to manage those ads for you? Well, back in early 2020, Tier 11 started offering a service just like that to be able to serve all those businesses out there that maybe aren't spending hundreds of thousands of dollars per month, but still want professional help, quality media buying and campaign management at an affordable price. So for a limited time, we're offering a special offer for our new Cornerstone product over at tier11.com forward slash corner so we can see how we can help you unlock your online business potential in the coming year. That's tier11.com forward slash corner. Apply today, and we'd love to see how we can scale and grow your business in the coming year. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 